Hi everybody, welcome to Darkness Comes to Light, and I'm your host, Jessica. And today we're going to be discussing what happened to Melissa. Melissa Eagleshield, age 42, was last seen October 4th, 2014 at a rural residence off of County or along County Road 126 near Island Lake Road in Detroit Lakes. Melissa had gone to a friend's residence, not as much as known else besides that. According to the friend, he last seen Melissa between 3 a.m. and 5 a.m. Now, I've seen different reports over the years because this was five years ago that she's gone missing that have said that he's seen her leave, that he thinks she left between 3 a.m. and 5 a.m. So I'm not quite sure what this person actually said. So I don't want to misquote anybody. So either they seen her or they didn't see her. Either way, we established from this person, the timeline is 3 a.m. to 5 a.m. Now what's interesting about this is that she didn't have a phone, so there was no way to ping her cell phone, her last known location. Also, she left without shoes, she left without a jacket, she left her purse there, she left everything there. So to me, when I'm just looking at this the thing that sticks out, it just doesn't seem like she meant to leave. Maybe she never left. We don't know. That's kind of what we want to discuss today and what we're going to be discussing in this series. If you want to know any more information, you can go on to the Charlie Project. You could Google that. They have pictures of Melissa. They have some more information on the case. Also, the Inforum just did a story July 15th of this year about murdered and missing indigenous women. And Linda Anderson, who is Melissa's mother, this poor woman, she's never stopped searching for her daughter. She really firmly believes that this wasn't just Melissa wandering off, getting disoriented, and, you know, something happened. She believes that there was foul play. She believes that, you know, this is not just a simple, she just left, got lost, missing. That's not what this woman believes. And I agree with her. I firmly believe that it makes sense that if she would have left the her left this residence willingly, if she just randomly, you know, walked out the front door um, and got lost, you would find something. That's the theory anyway, that you would find something. Um, also, it's interesting to me that if she did just take off, you know, she was wearing a t-shirt and pajama pants that night. That's what she was reportedly wearing when she left. And that for October in Minnesota is just not something that you would leave with, I guess, just leave with a t-shirt and pants on. Um, so my, I have a couple of different theories that I've discussed over the years with just friends and I'm, I'm not a police officer. I'm not a detective. I do have a, you know, a associate's degree in criminal justice. I've, you know, on my own studied stuff like this for a very long time. Um, one of my theories that I've, am going to talk about on this is the fact that maybe she just never left that residence at all. We don't have any actual sightings of her after leaving, 
you know, after her leaving the residence, supposedly, there's been no infor- no leads, there's been no evidence of that she actually left that I have read. Um, so one of the things that I thought about when I first heard this was, well, maybe she didn't leave at all. Maybe she never left the residence. We only have the word of this person to say she left. Now, again, I don't want to, I guess, make somebody a suspect if they're not a suspect um, because, this, you know, they very well could have left. But for me, an option to explore is did she ever leave that residence? Because from what everybody who knew her has said about her is that she's not just going to leave, you know, her purse and money behind. She's, she's not going to do that. She's not going to just up and, you know, not touch her bank account, which according to her mother, the money has not never been touched. Um, there's another theory that I've thought of too, was maybe she went outside or maybe when she went outside, if she did leave the residence, she thought she was just going outside for a few minutes. Maybe a car pulled up. Maybe she thought somebody was there that she was going to just run outside, quick, say hi to. Um, but again, we don't have any corroborating statement. <clears throat> sorry, from the we don't have any corroborating statement from the last known person to see her live, saying that a car pulled up. Anything's possible. What I don't believe is possible is that she just wandered off into the wilderness by herself and got lost. Melissa was from around the area. She knew the area. Not that you couldn't get lost not knowing the area. It happens. Um, but the places that the police have searched, I mean, if she was walking on foot, she couldn't have gotten that far to where you just wouldn't find anything. And <clears throat> so that's kind of where, where we are with this case is what happened to Melissa? And what do we know? And so during this, I'm going to explore a few different things. I would really, really love to talk to the person that last seen her at this residence. Um, that's one thing we're going to try to do is talk to that person. The other thing we're going to talk about is what happened after she was missing. What happened after the report? What happened after they figured out that she just, you know, this wasn't just she's missing. She's going to be found this five years later. They never found her. I have spoken to people who lived in the residence after Melissa had gone missing and disappeared. And they have reported to me that police actually at one point came and got, I believe, they, a carpet sample. I'm going to double check with these people again. Um, but it was a carpet sample and that seemed odd to me because, you know, do they think that she came back to this residence? Do they think that happened? What, you know, why would they come and take this? Is it just standard procedure? Are they trying to get any DNA? You know, what are they trying to accomplish by coming to the residence, you know, where she was not last seen at and taking all this stuff? The people that have talked to me, that have probably, I'm assuming, talked to the police where she last lived, they reported seeing her leaving, and that was the last time they saw her. We do know that from that time of when they saw her leaving to when she went missing, there's corroborating evidence to support that she got to this residence that she was going to, that she got to this place she was going to be at because that's the last person that's seen her alive, essentially.
And when you look at cold cases and you look at any case like this, you always want to look at, you know, who had a motive, obviously. What was the motive? And one thing that I found really interesting about this also was that none of her money was missing. None of her belongings were missing. That has been reported anyway. And so what what could be the reason? I feel like to figure out this, you know, we have to go back. We have to establish a timeline of the day it happened. Um, we have we should go back even to the days leading up to it, and then talk to anybody around that time that could be a credible source. And so that's kind of what we're that's what we're gonna do in this series. What happened to Melissa? I really hope and pray that. Even if I don't come across anything new, that somebody comes across something new, that just by talking about these cases, we're going to keep her memory alive. And to think that somebody could be, could have done something to her and is maybe still in this area, that's also chilling. To think that a killer or somebody who knows something could be walking among us. And I don't want to say killer, like, I don't know if she, if anything has happened. But I'm going off of what people are presuming. Her own mother is presuming that, you know, foul play happened. She's, something happened. Um, it's just one of those cases that affects you because you live here. You live in the area. You, you wonder what happened to this person. And for five years since this woman has gone missing, myself, my friends, we've discussed this. We've discussed every time. You know, we've talked about what would make us leave a house with all of our belongings in it, no shoes in the, you know, in October, Minnesota, what would make us leave a residence? And one theory that, again, we've discussed was maybe she went out to say hi to somebody or again, maybe she didn't even leave, but we don't want to jump to conclusions. We want to jump to evidence. That's what we want. We want evidence. And so in starting this case, we're going to try to talk to, again, a few people. We're going to try to talk to the person that last seen her. And I am looking into getting a hold of, if I can, just the police report of, you know, when she went missing, like what the initial report was. I don't know how much me just being a regular citizen will be able to get onto that. I've looked up online before I even started this just to see if I could get any records I made a few phone calls, but with the COVID-19, everything going on with that, I, you know, I haven't gotten any responses back. So this is going to be a journey, basically just kind of starting from scratch. And that's what you want to do when you're re-examining a cold case, whether you are just an internet sleuth, that's what they call us, kind of like me. You just want to know what happened, or maybe you're an experienced detective, but just, I feel like just starting from a fresh perspective of your own, creating your own timeline, creating what you think possibly happened and you work your theory just to the bone. You just keep working theories until you just can't work them anymore. And that's what we're gonna do on this series of what happened to Melissa. So I really hope and pray that you guys enjoy what you've been hearing so far and that you're gonna stay tuned for our next episode when we're gonna dive even deeper into it we're going to try to see what we can come up with, talk to some people. I think you're really going to enjoy this. And if nothing else, just we're going to keep this person's name, memory in the public eye so that they never stop searching. 
Thank you so much. And I will continue this topic next time.